Elijah. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Good. Good. Is it early? Got it. Got, uh, it's pretty early. I've not been going to sleep at, on time at the right time. Huh. I went to sleep at five in the morning, and Ooh. it's too early to wake up if you go to sleep at five in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. No reason either. No reason. Huh. It's not like I mean, midichlorians. So the only reason I can think of. Have you have you been tested for that? Be honest. I'm pretty high up in the midichlorians. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It's like it's when you have your, your really smart friend says, "Oh, I just got an IQ test, and my mm. IQ is like 780 or whatever. Or maybe that's SAT. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, but like 780 in math. 780, 781, like real sure. good. And you go like, I'm not surprised because you seem really smart. In your case. I bet you could wield the powers of the force with uh, an almost singular level of focus. Well, the problem is I didn't didn't get into my training uh, when you I gotta was get young. when they're young. That's what they say. Yeah, that's right. And the yeah. problem is, you know, once they realized I had so many midichlorians, they didn't. It was too late. I wasn't. If you went, was if too, you were, too, if you got into the, the academy with the younglings, um, yeah. I think you would be considered at my college. They would call you a non traditional student. Which is a way mm. of saying older than you're supposed to be for, for Jedi yes, school. That's exactly right. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. But you know what? Sometimes those students are the best. They really oh, enjoy their sometimes. Education. Hell, man. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. They're always the hardest working because, you know, they really want it. And they're probably paying for it out, out of their own mm -hmm. pocket. It's not just that's a Pell exactly Grant. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. They're working and they're struggling, but they're there to learn. Yeah, they're they're uh, the sort of people that don't take a third short story class and then not do the reading, for example. Right. Thank you, thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, but they keep me up. They keep me up because they're they're clacking. You know, they're they're like they're uh, just they're they're so uh, they're so kinetic. Mm -hmm. They're just oh. rattling around, rattling around in my blood, and um, and the force uh, power too is. Whew, it's tough to you're laying in bed. You can hear thousands. It's millions like it's probably like a lot of. I, I don't out. have I don't have that obviously, right. but I bet it's a lot like a little too much coffee. You get too much force. I have a little too much force. Mm -hmm. Also, there we do have a new coffee maker. The devil you said. Uh, and the new coffee maker, I don't know. You, you, you know a lot. Thanks, man. Can a new coffee maker make coffee stronger with fewer grounds? I'm going to say yes. Because I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because it mm -hmm. might be, it might have something to do. That I'm not a physicist, but... Mm -mm. My uh, just off the dome, I'm gonna say, uh, heat of the water could differ. Oh, interesting. Think about those old percolators where you're just boiling coffee. Basically, you're boiling coffee. You're not supposed yeah. to boil it. It is said. Oh. It is said that it should be just a little bit below boiling. More like a, more like a uh, what is it? What are we looking for? Two twenty, two twenty one, two ten. What's it? Wait, sure. What's what's boiling? What's boiling? Oh, a thousand. Thousand. Okay. All right. One, no, one Kelvin. One Kelvin. Never met him. But I'm, no, I'm going to guess. Uh, it's, a, it's a calorie is the the temperature. It's, it, right. Uh, it's one Kelvin is the number is the number of calories that you, that you burn over one breakfast. Yes. I don't know. And one I get calorie confused. is the amount of energy it takes to boil one drop of water oh. for one. Okay. And that's, that's cubic Kelvins. You know, I, I got to tell you, I got no problem with Celsius when we're talking about stuff like boiling and, and food and whatnot. I mean, I could get used to that. I will never get used to Celsius to describe the temperature because that's silly. 
Celsius yeah. is not enough numbers. No, that's right. What it's seventeen. What does yeah, that even mean? I mean, I mean, when I grew up, I the temperature was seventeen all the time, but that, but it was that it had different meaning. I've I been, feel a um, little bit like hmm. I feel a little bit like, like you and I are both Dan Benjamin right now. Both of us. We need two of those. <laughs> Is that a good like, idea, do you think? What would happen if you took Dan Benjamin and and then you gave him Dan Benjamin to talk to? Okay. Um, you know what I've started doing, again, also accidentally, not because of midichlorians. I forget the name of this. There's a name for this. But I want to say, not bifurcated sleep, but something like that, where I've been doing this thing where I, I – I, I, see, I'm going to be positive about this, not negative. I fall asleep on the couch watching TV usually YouTube videos, and then I wake up somewhere between 2 or 5 a.m., right? Isn't that nice? And you know what I say to myself, John? I say one of my favorite phrases. I, I say, I've decided not to let it bother me. That's what I say. Oh, I've, I've decided, decided, I've decided. I do that. let it bother I've me. I've decided not to let it bother me, and instead, now it's a joyful time, and I'm doing like colonial people, because you know, colonial people and whatnot, they used to wake up in the middle of the night and um, you know do, do sex stuff or take a walk or write in their commonplace book or re, 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 go tricorn their hat, or whatever you mm. do, and then you would go back to bed. But you'd have, an, uh, if you like, an interregnum, where you'd be awake for a while. And for me, that's where I usually eat some leftovers, and then stand by the heater for a minute, and then get in bed. And it's real nice. I, I do sleep a little later as a consequence. It does put a hole yeah. in my quantifiable sleep time. But I think the key part, if one is going to make that work, is to say I've decided not to let it bother me. But you are, uh, you're a proponent of second sleep. You know, we did a, uh, an omnibus yes. on second sleep. Um, wait, 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 I, uh, wait, 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 let's talk about, I haven't heard this episode. Let's talk particulars. Uh, you're talking about my concept of bonus sleep or are you talking about like colonial tricorn sleep? Oh, the colonial ty- tricorn What's sleep it called, John? Is it bifurcated they, sleep? What is it, it called? Well, se- second Bi- sleep is what they called it in colonial se- times because they didn't call things things like bifurcated sleep. They then. didn't have Latin they yet. Had, yeah. No, they had. They called it ye second, second sleep, and there was an e at the end of second. Ye second sleep. And, the and then sleep there was, was an e spelled with the an end F. Of sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fleep. Second fleep. Second fleep. <laughs> That's but uh, but yeah, That's people really got stupid. up. They uh, that was when they did their taxes. That was uh-huh. when uh, that was when they you know they practiced skateboarding. It all happened. At oh, night. they would do like kick kick flips, kick flips uh-huh. out in the yard. Up uh, people yeah. would come by, uh, but then they'd go back to sleep. And that is what you you claim to be able to do. You wake up at five, you walk around, you visit well, the neighbors, listen, and then you listen. go back to sleep. Okay, listen, listen. One thing that I'm saying here, you know, pound sign privilege, is that because of all kinds of things, I, it depends on the day, I don't have to be up at the ass crack. You know what I'm saying? A day like today when I record with my friend John, John Roderick at 11 a.m. Pacific, I know I have a little bit of leeway. Right. But, you know, I couldn't have done that when I had a job where I had to be there at 8 a.m. Or, God forbid, when I had to be at school at 7.15 a.m. You have to adapt, oh. John. You have to adapt. Oh. Minichlorians or otherwise. Don't you think adaptation becomes important? Uh, whoo. You adapt. You adapt a little bit. Well, you, you're, you're, you're tough as nails. It's just yeah. that sometimes the nails, you know, I don't have, I have nothing to say about this. Except that, like, yeah, but you do seem to kind of feel bad about your sleep patterns. Or you feel bad about the results of your sleep patterns. Am I anywhere close? See, I'm, I'm very adaptable. Okay. Um, but because in any situation, I can, I can make it work, right? Like, I, can, I could do the show on zero hours of sleep. I could do it on 24 hours of sleep. I could do it in the rain. I could do it on a train. In a box with a fox. 
That's right. And I have, right? We've done this show uh, where I've been in some far-flung locales. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, you know, cobbled together some kind of microphone setup. And that's true. That's true across the board. But what, uh, what is, what is the problem is that over time, these things catch up to me. I, the doctors and, and my girlfriends have all, have all agreed over the years mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Yeah. My girlfriends and the doctors <laughs> have agreed on a, on a, on a handful of crucial things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things for the last 10 years has been that they, they, they both believe that I have sleep apnea and it's the same thing as when they both agreed on bipolar and it's the same thing all the way back when they both agreed on ADHD, the yeah. girlfriends and the doctors. Yeah. I don't, I didn't want to hear it and I wanted to ignore it for as long as possible. And the, um, and you know, we've talked quite a bit about me ignoring the bipolar for between 20 and 30 years. Uh, but that was not any really, one, that was not any one thing. That was a constellation of pushbacks, right? Hmm. I mean, part of it was you didn't want to go to the doctor. Part of it was you didn't want to get medicine from the doctor. I mean, it was, there wasn't just because like you couldn't find time in your schedule. There was more to it, right? Oh, well, I, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to take pills. I didn't want to uh, be fixed. I didn't want to, yeah. I mean, anything. And with sleep apnea, it's for it's just the latest. But also somehow like uh, sleep apnea, I mean, being bipolar, I don't find it, I don't, now it's not embarrassing. I don't think I thought it was embarrassing. Uh, but sleep apnea just is embarrassing. And there, there's so many things a where a little machine. Well, at night? that's I don't okay. Do that. That, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my support behind you here. I am not proud to say this. What I will say for myself is I think for a typical person, a man of my age, I think I am. I could be way wrong about this, but I think I'm not very hung up on as many of the things that other people get hung up on. And maybe okay. that's just because I am very fortunate in a number of ways. But like. Um, I mean, I have hair, so I don't have to worry about my hair, but like all the stuff where like, you know, every, every time somebody, how can I put this? Every time somebody, including someone we've mentioned here, makes fun of somebody for quote unquote getting old on the, I'm always thinking like, well, what's the alternative? Right. Oh, good point. And you know, it's like, I'm, I'll take the aches and pains. I'll take the like, oh, I strained my back leaning over to pick up a spoon. Like, I don't feel great about that, but it's better than the alternative. And if I were being a little bit sappy, which I'm not, uh, but if I were being a little sappy, I would think there's a lot of people in my life that I wish got to be a little bit older. I bet they would, I bet they would have given anything for a little more time to be alive. Yes. Yes. But with all of that said, I have to disclose, I just... I'm sure it would be fine if I got the mask and the machine. I'm sure I've learned from William Shatner that you need to keep that thing clean. You need to really, really keep it clean. And a lot of people don't don't the know mask. that. The but mask, there is there. I hate to say this. I have just enough pride, probably not, but something that makes me resistant to the path that I'm nearly certain will lead me to a machine and a mask in order to sleep. You are saying you are all, you're coming out as a sleep apnea, apneac. 
I and sleep app. I know it would help me. I know it would be good. I imagine I'd snore less, which my wife would love. Mm-hmm. All those things would be great. I could solve a lot of problems. But you know, I and there's other times where I think I would just like to be on oxygen, like my grandfather. I feel like part of. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I've talked about this with other friends of mine who have anxiety, and I know that uh, I can't. Uh, it's difficult to exactly connect these dots, but I know during the night I, I end up doing sometimes a really weird thing where I kind of pull my face open in order to get more nostril opening to like oh, I gotta get breathe because I have terrible mm-hmm. sinuses. I'm always snorting on this show, but you know I think to myself sometimes I wonder if. There's a possibility that I'm not getting enough oxygen, or as you say, yeah. air, and yeah. that somehow that lack of oxygen in that part of the of the of the uh, the pulmonary system is then, mm-hmm. as a consequence, making my heart beat more. And what happens when your heart beats more? Well, you get anxiety uh, because your heart's beating. Oh, you know oh, oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, follow okay, the okay, money okay. is what I'm saying, and I wonder uh-huh. if I'm partly anxious. This is not science. No, but, but, no. But although I, it's not against science. It's not, not science, but I've, I've right. wondered that. But no, it's, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm just being, I'm being square with you. You would know, you could, you could like force choke me if, if I was, if I was fibbing, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying like, I, I don't, I don't want the machine. I have so, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be more I'd machine, <laughs> I'd be more machine than Stir. man. <laughs> This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. Friends, there are so many things that you can do with Squarespace. Mainly, you're going to be creating a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home on the web. Whatever it is you want to do, you can showcase your work. You can uh, have a blog or publish other kinds of content. You have galleries. You can sell products and services of all kinds right from your site. You could promote your physical or online business. You could announce an upcoming event or a special project. All that and so much more. You drag, you drop, you move a couple things around. You change the way it looks. You know, it's Squarespace. It's it's the best. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality, lets you sell anything online. You get the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, and they offer a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They give you analytics that help you grow in real time and built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever, and 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. They're encouraging folks to make it. You go, you create a website, you know, make it stand out. Stand out with your own beautiful website, thanks to your friends at Squarespace. So please, right now you go, head out to squarespace.com slash supertrain for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code, supertrain, and that will save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. They have been great to us. Uh, you're using Squarespace now if you're listening to Roderick on the line, which I really hope you are. I hope you haven't had this merely just, you know, transcribed and printed out and handed to you. I hope you're listening to it because that's Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. They're the best. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. Such I don't know. You know it to be true, Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> I good. Also, good. <laughs> I also feel like maybe a lack of air in the night is causing me to die faster mm-hmm. or something. 
Like oh. I, I don't I dire don't, deteriorate. Do you notice deterioration? Deteriorate, deteriorate. So you know, so ordinarily you like keeping one likes keeping air and humidity out because that keeps something fresh and nice. It sounds like you're saying yeah, you're nice. getting inadequate air, and that's killing Maybe. you a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. When my daughter was little, she had uh, trouble breathing at night. Or I mean, I would sit next to her bed, and she would, you know, she would. Or not, not, not choke like that, but she would just stop breathing. And That's I, apnea, I think. Well, so we took her to the doctor. The doctor was examining her. The doctor started to laugh, and I was like, what are you laughing about? And she was like, this child has the biggest adenoids I've ever seen. Hmm. Is that the and thing that makes you sound like Jerry Lewis? Is it adenoids? Adenoid? It sounds like a Jerry it, Lewis word. Adenoid. Adenoid. Um, because, wait, you, you call somebody adenoidal. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, I think it means no, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's enlarged lymphatic tissue, tissue between, between the back, the back of, the of the nose and, and the, the throat. throat. Often, so, speaking. Okay. So right. she had these big adenoids, and also her tonsils were big. And so oh, the doctor yeah. was like, "Well, we should just take the tonsils and adenoids out." It's a, it's. If this a, was a 1975, common... they'd already be gone because everybody well, had to have their tonsils out. Except I didn't. Because, Me neither. Because. Well, right, because I don't know why, because we missed 1975, or maybe by then we were too old. Yeah. If you were born in 1972, maybe. Yeah. But I was resistant to the idea of elective surgery, because I didn't have my tonsils out or my wisdom teeth until some fateful day in my fucking 40s. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that I'm not going to go into, but... I was like, okay, fine. You know, I I am so nervous about about her at night because I go in there and I just, I, you know, I did. I used to sit in a chair for an hour just watching her sleep and like, kind of on the verge of 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 worry. So she took. I don't she know if this is related, John, but I I think like a lot of young parents, new parents, first time parents. I just uh, we my wife and I both spent a fair amount of time poking the child to make sure that she wasn't dead. Yeah, are you alive? Are you alive? Are you now? Are you alive now? I could work myself into a tizzy over that if I'm being honest. Yeah. So but you, you would sit her... next to her. That must have made you so, um, I don't know, uh, oh, ner- worried. Well, yeah, because she would take a breath and then she would not take a next breath. And That's how like... you die. That's how you die. <laughs> it's exactly how you die. <laughs> so she had her tonsils out and her adenoids out, and ever since then, ever since then, she sleeps on her back. She breathes clear and clean. She's never, ever, her breath has never stopped. She's never gurgled or snored or, and I'm like, why didn't, I bet I have really big adenoids. Maybe it's why we can't whistle with our fingers. Well, you, it's probably why I can hear my voice changing into my dad's voice every day. <laughs> my sister has been coming over a lot since the quarantine, <laughs> since she's in our bubble. Uh-huh. And probably twice a day, she's, she laughs. And I go, what? And she's like, you sounded just like dad then. <laughs> and I go, stop it. And she's like, no, I don't mean it as, it's not an insult, it's a compliment. And I was like, it is not a compliment for me to start sounding like dad. She's like, it was just the way you phrased it and the thing you said and the way it sounded. Like, I mean, yeah, if you said, if you said to her, I'm guessing, I, I, everybody loves your mom, but like, I'm guessing if you said to her, oh God, you sound more and more like mom, I bet she would not go, thank you. No, she would, although, no, no, she wouldn't. Nobody likes being but, told you know, they sound like their parent. That's not the compliment that it, it feels like. The thing is that if, if I were to say to Susan, you sound just like mom now, between us, that would mean you sound really heartless and cruel 
<laughs> she'd, go, she'd go in your closet and stomp on your toys. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. She would be like, what? And I'm like, you know, and I, it would be something to the effect of, <laughs> have a little compassion. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's only half Vulcan. Oh. <laughs> Mom, if you ever listen to this, we mean it, we mean it in the best possible way. We say it with love. That's the beauty part, though, is it won't bother her. That's the beauty of your mom. That's right. No, I mean, it bothers her in the sense that she keeps a running list of all the times that I've been wrong. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So she would just be like, you're wrong about that, among yeah. other things. And I would go, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. important to stay busy. <laughs> but I wish that I didn't have these adenoids, which are probably the source of the problem. And I can mm. just, I can feel them in my nose just waiting to shut off the air. I, but then you hear stories, you hear them, it, mm -hmm. walking the streets like I used to do, being on the, being at the level of the streets, uh, that at my age to have a tonsillectomy with an adenoidectomy, uh, my recovery time would be six years. Oh my goodness, would, that's a long I time. Would, I would lay in bed in constant pain, living on strawberry milkshakes for between six months and six years. And I don't want, I just do not want some surgery that, because your body doesn't heal. You know, my, my kid was up, up and, and rolling in four days and she had the cutest little, uh, the cutest little raspy sort of oh. Kathleen Turner voice for, hmm. for four or five days. It was so cute. We made so many, uh, tape recordings of her saying, uh, a bastic of breakfast. With this, like, I'm back to, to breakfast. It's like, oh, Aww. I'll play them. I, I play them for myself right now. Hmm. So, so let, let's say that I went to a sleep center <laughs> where I lay in bed in front of what I can only imagine is a plate glass window where people in lab coats are watching me through the window. Yeah. And I, and, and I hooked fall asleep. Up, hooked up. See, I imagine it being a little bit like in face-off when they go into the face-off area, and like, uh -huh. and and they're gonna, you know, do what they do in face-off, and it's real dark. Spoiler, I imagine spoiler. it's well, well. I'm just saying, it, it, science is involved, but it's a little bit dark. I think you're also gonna have a lot of wires and sticky pads. That's wires, what I don't know what. I can't wires, sleep like that. I need to be unencumbered. Well, my left leg cannot be covered. I can't even go to sleep at 5 a.m. in my own room with dark blackout curtains. God you think I'm going to be able to go to sleep in a sleep clinic with a bunch of stickier stickers on me? No, 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 no. But then let's say that happens, and let's say I, I quote unquote, wake up in the morning or afternoon, and they're like, ha, you have sleep apnea, brother. You woke up 45 times. And then they make Here's you watch a your... video, maybe like, like, where it's like it's real fast, like a security video, and they show all the times that you're going, <sighs> Uh, yeah. or it's like a drunk driving video where they show people with sleep apnea dead wrapped around oh, a phone pole. Oh, I've never woken up a dead man. Yeah, and maybe mm -hmm. maybe they put some uh, yakety sax over it. Mr. Rotter, this is part of the treatment, please. I don't want any of this. Chasing naked ladies around. Sam, I am. No, 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 no. But then let's say I lay in bed... And I have a machine. I, uh, I have a, like a machine that's got. It's like the machine that Royal <laughs> Tenenbaum. Yeah, you're tied to the machines that, that make you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like all of a sudden. You're you're the guy in one. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And then you know what am I gonna? How am I gonna? How am I going to pretend 
that I'm a young, vital, active man in his early 50s that still has a lot of appeal in the world. And ah. I mean, especially if, if now, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know a lot about your life, but like if something were to come along where you ended up at, staying over at somebody's house, right? Hmm. You had a nice yeah, visit. Yeah, where's your machine? Well, you say, like, come up, let's have a cup of coffee. And then, you know, you end up spooning. And you're like, hang on, I got to bounce because I have a suitcase full of electronics that help me breathe at night. BRB. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the couch warm. (sighs) You know, I had a a realization the other day. Yeah. Uh, 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 And it is uh, that I have always been interested in style. And, uh, and clothes and glasses and interesting, you know, like sort of practices, like, you know, the, the, the home haircutting and the, the kind of, I don't know, sometimes I have a mustache, you know, like. It seems more, to me like, that you're interested in, I don't want to say body adornment, because that sounds like you're wearing hoop earrings, but that you're interested in the ways that you can express yourself or present yourself through various self-authored and chosen changes to your appearance. Yeah, appearance and, you know, and I'm interested at clothes at the level of them being like artifacts and and um, like uh, collectibles, mm-hmm. you know, like I, when I buy an article of clothing, it always it, it has to have like a couple of stories running. I've never bought since I was in since I was in my early teens and I started buying clothes for myself. Like the the article of clothing had to resonate. Um, hmm. mm-hmm. And and yet, Marilyn, mm-hmm. if you look at uh, pictures of me over the last thirty. Five years, look at pictures of me across that entire time. The number of the the percentage of that time that I looked like a dork or like a goober <laughs> is so much larger than the than the than the rare rare moments where I actually looked cool. Okay, yeah, because. You know, maybe, maybe I nobody would have... thought to photograph it when you looked cool. They just wanted well, to catch, catch the dorks right. and goobers. Well, it's just like, you know, random occasions. But, you know, I, like that's a cool sweater. Those are cool pants. But, you're, but you cut your hair the night before and it looks like a Prince Valiant. Or those are cool glasses, but they would be really cool on an 80s rapper. They're not cool on you right now. Or, yeah. you know. That is a cool sweater, but you loved it so much that you tried to ignore the fact that it was two inches too short mm-hmm. or whatever, or, or I would put just f- like four elements together that absolutely went together in my mind and absolutely were cool, but not on stage at that moment in that town. You know, that, that, yeah. that would be extremely cool if I were... Don Corleone and I was dying of DDT in my garden. Mm-hmm. Not super cool right now at the at the oh you know, the Irving, I think Irving somebody, Plaza. I think of somebody like um, Tim Gunn on uh, on on Top Dress on, on Project Runway, where Tim Gunn he can mix up plaids and but he knows what he's doing. Well, and I know what I'm doing. 
Mm. I'm not, you know, like this is a thing that I've been. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to imply you don't know how to plaid. I apologize. Yeah, no, it's quite all right. But it, but, but the problem is in realizing this, I've had this, I've had this, this deep reflection where I've been asking myself, what is the point of being a lifelong, like, aficionado of clothes and style and and you know every time i set out to cut my own hair i think that I, this is the time i'm going to do a miraculous job the re- the reason that i've been thinking this is i cut my own hair recently and i did another botch job and it's, but but i ask myself what is the point of all those things if not to look cool most of the time do you hmm. not want to look cool Tim, the thing about tim gunn is plaid or plaid or no plaid his clothes are tailored yeah. but tim gunn does not change his hair and beard, mm. right? His hair and face yeah. always look the same. He's just changing, he's changing one aspect, which yeah. is his clothes. Whereas I change all aspects, sometimes every day, from, from day to day, I mean. Like, hey, today it's he's a helicopter. It's not just that you're experimenting with materials. It's not just that you're experimenting with materials. You're also building your own tools as you go in some ways. Yeah. Like you're, you're deep inside the process way more than somebody who's doing that kind of like, I don't know, a thing where you lay your clothes on the bed and you put this tie over this shirt and see what it looks like. You're going way deeper than that. And as a consequence, yeah. because a lot of factors are changing, you open up this chance that you might be liable to have one or two of those pieces be very cockamamie especially alongside the others. We're like, if you did go double plaid or contrasting plaids and you had the Prince Valiant haircut and maybe mm-hmm. like, like an oversized bow tie or something, that, mm-hmm. that would be something where people go, that's a little, that, that, that could be perceived as a little clownish. Well, or just like what are, what is happening? Like yesterday you were a research librarian at Yale in the twenties. Mm. And then today you're a biplane pilot and uh, uh, like in a barnstorming act. And then the next day you're Mothman and it doesn't, <laughs> there's no, uh-huh. there's no through line and, and there is no haircut that's going to cover all those bases. And so, and then, you know, and, and then over the top of it, there's just a, like a, there's a, a curly stooge wig and I don't, I, and I'm just asking myself, like, what has been the point of all this? Hmm. And when I look back, you should be able, like in your case, Merlin, yes. there are some photographs of you in your 20s I've seen mm-hmm. where you just look really cool. Now, at the time, you might not have thought you looked cool, hmm. but looking back at those photos of you in your 20s, it's like, now there's a cool kid in his 20s who's doing stuff and looking like a kid in his 20s who is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And if you look back at pictures of me in my 20s, and I'm not talking about the ones where I just look super baked and I'm sitting on the kitchen floor eating scabetti. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones where it's like, this kid's in a band. Uh-huh. His, he's got I'm telling a, you, man, that Western State Hurricanes performance, I can't get it out of my head. 
Well, yeah, because I mean, he's this is a cool guy. His his band is the coolest band in town right now, yeah. and his bangs are an inch and a half above his eyebrows. <laughs> he's wearing a puka, puka cho- shell choker, necklace, uh-huh. and his like his shirt is kind of like what like falling off because it's too two sizes too big, and and all of that was the thing is all of that was intentional. I was thinking that I was communicating something hmm. that was in a way like style posited against what's cool. Like, you know, what's cool being against cool, but right. against cool is not cool or it doesn't look cool over time. Well, anyway, but, it's just like, yeah. you know, the peak moments, like my, my music video for the song fire Island, which was a music video devoted. I mean, it was the first time we had a budget to make a music video. I flew myself and the band across the country to, to film it in upstate New York. And I challenge you to watch that. All the other guys in the video look cool. My bandmates all look cool. And I, what do I look like? I, I, I look like I, my hair doesn't even look like I used a Floby. It looks like I used a, like a, like an HVAC cleaner. I, I don't understand what I was going for. Uh-huh. I don't, you know? And so looking at it now, it's like, did I ever tell you about the time we played a we played a show in Vienna and whoever the 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 sound and light guy at the show in Vienna and it was a wonderful show. It was back when we used to play 3-hour shows and we covered Stairway to Heaven and all this crazy stuff. And it was like in a Ratskeller in in Vienna and That's the crowd so cool. was great. It was great. But they played the Fire Island music video on a loop behind us the what? entire time. So, so we would be playing and just rocking out and having a great time. And I would turn around and there was this music video that I hated the moment it arrived. And, and I think somebody came up after the show and was like, what was that about? That's not a very good music video. You look a lot better in person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I don't know. That wasn't our choice. I don't remember why, you know, usually from the stage, I would say, will you stop doing that? That's, Sound yeah, that, that's, that's, I mean, it's one thing to sit at the bar and watch some public domain movie on a loop, but to, that, imp, for one thing, it implies that that was kind of your idea, that that was part yeah. of your performance. That's our show. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really yeah. weird. But I, you know, I think no, you don't give no. yourself enough credit. I mean, Europeans. you're focusing on what you perceive to be the output of this. And then you kind of reverse engineer this, like, what, what did I think I was doing? But I honor your process. And I think hmm. if you only look at, well, even even if every single one of your experiments didn't turn out the way you wanted, I think you still, one still must applaud your commitment to the bit. Not that it's a bit, well, but your commitment to the cause, which is that I am going to wake up every day and say, what is the uniform of the day? And then I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, shh, listen, listen. And there will be a little voice somewhere that, that says, Prince Valiant and Bowtie. <laughs> you know, or who? I don't know if they talk like that, but I would, I'd listen. That's very intimidating. Well, it's true. And, you know, and there's a, here's the, here's the thing. There's a chance that 25 years from now, because who could have predicted that Normcore would ever have been a thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Normcore, because Normcore is young people, you, just dressing in the worst possible clothes that 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 in their time we 
we would not have like people are people have been posting pictures of themselves lately i've noticed like millenniums uh late millenniums mm-hmm. have been posting pictures of themselves in like hot topic clothes super big pants mm. and n- nose rings and uh like their hair too short and clipped with a bunch of barrettes in them and <laughs> and looking at looking at those pictures you know i remember when everybody was a raver and and then to post those pictures and be like, oh, you know, I'm a grown-up now, and remember the remember this hilarious and great time. Mm-hmm. I look at those even and think like, well, at least you were a member of a society. Like you might have been limp- listening to Limp Bizkit or worse, but you had a you know you were part of a time. I'm wondering whether 25 years from now, when everybody else is wearing. I mean, when all the kids are wearing glasses, like vintage glasses that were handed out by the by the California Department of Prisons, and <laughs> those cool and like, like glasses, yeah, yeah, and they're like, <laughs> oh man, this is the look. You know, we all have bowl haircuts and and are wearing prison glasses, and I and I'm an old man at that point, and I'm like, look at this picture of me. This was nine, you know, 1994. I was dressed like a like a uh, like the guy in prison that works in the laundry, <laughs> Mr. Guy. <laughs> I was Mr. Guy a long time. And they're like, wow, uh-huh. you're the only one. You're the only one from your time that was like that far, you know, looking that far into the future. And maybe but, but, that was but, but it. The question you know, is, like, how do you feel about it? Like, we're talking around a lot of this, but I'm trying to I'm trying to isolate the part of this that uh, is kind of um, on your nerve t- today. So, is it that you feel like you haven't? Su- you, do you feel like you haven't succeeded in your various experiments? Do you feel like you only get documented for the bad ones? Like, what's what is at the heart of your um, your concern or upset about this? Because you seem to enjoy the process, and if you enjoy the process, you know you got to know that sometimes the product is not going to be exactly right. But you do it because of the process, not because of the product. You could you could just go to the Gap and say, you know, uh, give me clothes that fit. Mm-hmm. But that's not really the same thing as choosing a uniform of the day and cutting your own hair so so that it accommodates your CPAP. That's why Hitler originally had the mustache was so that he could wear a gas mask. Did you know that? Oh, interesting. Right, of course. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Anyway, I think well, what's, yeah, can you if you can you trace it to like the, the any specificity of like what you wish you had or would do differently? Well, so if you think about the new pornographers and the mountain goats. Now, both of those bands have great songwriters at the helm. They have tremendous sort of individuality of perspective, uh, both, you know, like great unique sound and neither one of them has a front man that you look at and think, wow, cool. Right. Now, if you look at spoon and the national, those bands both have very unique sounds, very, very, like incredible music, great songwriters in the national. Um, but their front men are super cool looking like, like as we know, the front man of spoon never did not look cool. Yeah. Right. And, and he also, he also acts cool. 
I watched him doing a solo acoustic version of Advanced Cassette, which might be, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's up there. It's one of the first Spoon songs I loved, um, doing an acoustic cover of that. And just the way he plays guitar, the way he holds himself. Mm. Mm. He's a very very cool guy. He's a thin guy. Mm -hmm. He's a very cool dresser. But he's one of those guys that when he comes into a club, even if he's not playing, Mm -hmm. the light goes and shines on him. And you're wondering, and what is he, he smiling about? What's he smiling about now? I, I can't tell what he's yeah. smiling about. And the thing is, he looks like he's only there for a little while, you know? Hmm. He's, he's, he's not a guy that comes to your show and settles in and is there closing down the bar at 2 a.m. Oh, he's he not going to go claim a banquet and, and hold court all night. He's in and no. out. I get it. He shows, up, he shows up two songs into your set. He leans against the pole in the back. And then at the end of the show, you look for him and he's gone. And the guy from the national Lord knows what, what that whole scene is about. You know, that's one of those bands where I'm like, I don't get it. And everybody around me is like super into them. Yeah. But I've, I've stood next to that guy several times, including at a wedding. And you go, well, if there's one thing he's got, it is that he's extremely cool. This guy is very cool. He mm. would be cool if he wasn't in a band. He'd be cool if you were on a bus. You'd be like, huh, well, that guy's cool. That guy's cool. He, so, he, probably, he probably doesn't have a CPAP. He does. He for sure doesn't have a CPAP. He probably <laughs> he probably stubs out his his last cigarette of the day in a bowl of of like uh black beauties. You know, like I don't know <clears throat> I don't know how these people live. But, but you just for keep me, a bowl of them right there, huh? Yeah, that's right. Just like, (laughs) but if you look at my career, every single photo and publicity picture where I look like, uh, like somebody that you took all of the style of the 20th century and put it into a food processor (laughs) and then, uh, and then came out the other side and then thought, huh, maybe I'll shave half my face today. (laughs) Because it's because it's yeah. a, it's like photo day, yeah. And you think, okay, now somehow, the fact that the frontman of the new pornographers or and the and the uh, the mountain goats did not inhibit them, because uh, did not the the front men were not were not what you would call handsome or presented themselves as handsome, and so. But it didn't affect them because their songwriting was so good. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I feel like the band would have done better if I had been a little cooler looking. Hmm. Like if I had had one look, if I had just gotten that look, you know, my coolest look is when my had my hair was a little longer and shaggier, and my beard was sort of in managed fashion. Yeah, and if I that, just that's a good later it. look. I think your general kind of blue diamonds John Lennon look was a very strong look too. <clears throat> See, that was a great look, but that's it. The hair was a little medium length. Yeah. It had a little mustache, but the you know the the it, the tickling of a beard, young you know blonde beard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I just left it like that, if I had just gone to somebody once every two months and said whatever it costs to keep this look, like every other man in the world, let's just leave it, leave it at this. I found the thing. It works. Let's just leave it at this. Now you're somebody who's let who lets his hair go and then you cut it and then you let it go and you cut it. So over the course of six to nine months, 
you're either like crazy hair Merlin or you're you're less crazy hair. That's been an interesting kink given the pandemic times because there was a period that I'm that I'm sure you've seen well because it covered a very long time, which is my hair was growing, 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 which was definitely up through. I want to say 2018, 19. And then I finally went to, went to my operator and I got a haircut. Long story short, uh, boy, I have really adapted to the number two all over lifestyle. It's, well, it's, it's mm-hmm. really, I, I, I would normally do that. But like, for example, right now, John, I'm just growing out my number two all over, not growing out, mm-hmm. but it like I'm due. But you know, if you looked at me right now, you just go, oh, like he's a kid who's seen one TV special about punk rock. You know, mm-hmm. I've got, you mm-hmm. know, I've got sort of that like hasty sting Look, like I don't have time for a full sting. Give me a hasty sting. Hasty um, sting. But like already, I'm like doing this. I'm going mm, mm, because it feels it feels long now, even though it's not long. But I I've had I I don't know. This is going to be one of those enduring things for me. Not to take us off topic, but I think I could very find it very enduring to just say to my lady friend, some given Saturday night, can we do can we do my hair? And then 15 minutes later, I have a haircut that's good for two months. It's yeah. really freeing. It's not as cool no. as you cutting your hair, but with the wow. scissors and stuff. But like, she does a good job. My, my my daughter gets to help out, and she does a good job. But like, I I it's not it's not a money thing. It's it's just more that like I don't need another thing to feel shitty about. And like me realizing I'm two months late on getting a haircut makes me feel shitty. And I mm-hmm. like the idea of like, hey, let's just dip and like basically over a commercial break, you could give me a haircut that will endure. And I think that's going to be a thing I stick with. But yes, I have let it go. And like, you know, I, I like to think of it, you know, you get like what I call the Andy Griffith haircut. I think we've talked about this, which is you go and get the haircut where you're getting it two or three times a week because you got nothing better to do in, in Mayberry. You could go to Mount, Mount Pilot and pay a little more, but... Mm. But then you walk out with a haircut that looks great. Now, that kind of haircut, as you know, does not age well. The haircut that looks good when you leave is not always the best haircut like two weeks later. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And with this, yes. it just at and least always looks the same. It's like it's like getting a, 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 a quarter pounder with cheese. Like there is a floor to that and there definitely is a ceiling to that. But like it's just food and you know what it is and you go on your way. I am right. In saying that for what, what was it? Eight years, uh, like your hair going crazy was a whole flicker bit, right? It was a Wasn't bit. it a Merlin's it hair a journey? Bit. I think is what you're thinking of. Yeah. Merlin's hair journey. Yeah. Right. And that was always fun. But your hair is the kind of hair that no matter what it's doing, it looks like, uh, like a cool and maybe oh. crazy person's hair. Okay. All right. Yep. 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 And so, uh, so you, you, so it was a great bit because your whole take on it was this hair looks terrible, and everybody <laughs> else's take on it was that hair looks great, right? Like every comment in Merlin's crazy hair journey was. Your hair looks amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. And you were, and your thing was like, I look like a dumbass. Yeah. My thing has always been like, <clears throat> I look cool and you just don't get it. And then now I'm thinking maybe this whole time I haven't been cool at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm like, maybe this, that whole like, I look cool and you don't get it 
is a super weird attitude to take because what it really is, is I look cool and nobody gets it. I look cool and nobody gets it. And so including you, what is, what is looking cool if nobody gets it? Right. Uh, okay. If you I look see. cool and only some people get it, only you some cool, cool people Really, the question becomes it. you look cool to whom? To whom? To and whom? the answer has been this entire time to no one. Because when I when I've looked at myself in the mirror, I go, eh. like I have the same I have the same cool uh, dysmorphia that you have. You yeah. look cool to me, huh. but when you look at in the mirror, you're like, ah, I look because stupid we have a self we have a self image of like on the one hand, I think we all have a self image of what we'd like to look like, and and yes. like I maybe this is some form of like very. A very tiny bit of PTSD, but I, I, my hair is very fine, and that only matters because the haircuts of our youth were not about fine hair. Our the haircuts of our youth were about being able to do like a Sean Cassidy feathered thing, or being able to do like a Vinnie Barbarino long thing, but like to have fun curly thick hair. Which, by the way, people who have thick curly hair often hate it. Because we always want the thing that we don't have. That's what we learn from I Silence know. of the Lambs. We we crave the thing that we that we don't have, you know. Or as Morsi said, he wants the one he can't have, and it's driving him mad. It's driving him mad. It's driving him mad. And so I, I look at somebody and I go like my my ex Rachel. She had the most amazing hair. She had like a thicket of, of Jewish curls. She had a mane, mm. but mm. like she had to really deal with it. You you couldn't get your hand out of that hair. It was it was crazy hair. She uh, yeah. she 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 did a lot with it, but she kind of hated it. And I was like, I don't know, man. I think I'd really like it. In the seventies, people would uh, iron their hair to look like Jan Brady. They would iron their hair. They would iron their hair. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is I had crazy. A, a guy in college who uh, who was like, and this is you know this is in college when I should have been like really peak peak cool <laughs> peak Mister Guy <laughs> peak Mister Guy. <clears throat> and at the time, I uh, parted my – I had long hair and I parted it in the middle, which is not where my hair parts. Mm -hmm. And I think – what was happening then? I don't ever think I used this a would be the blow dryer, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, late late 80s. Not, it's Gonzaga not years? 90s. Yeah, like mid to late 80s. Okay, okay. Um, but, you know, I wore like wool pants – like wool German army pants that I got from a uh, army Navy surplus store and a leather motorcycle jacket and then a blue Oxford cloth shirt with a reptile. It sounds cool, but it's not. It sounds oh, cool right now as really? I'm describing it because okay. that was the concept. I had a concept. Okay. But then I had, you know, I had some glasses that I remember I went to an optometrist one time and this was in the late eighties when all glasses looked a certain way. And I was sitting at the optometrist, and the optometrist had a display case of glasses from the 50s or something that, that he was like, look at these old things. And I was sitting there, and I was like, can you – can I buy those? And he was like, I guess. <laughs> and I said, how much, about, how much for that pair? And he said, oh, I don't know, 10 bucks? What? Because he was selling these two hundred dollar, two hundred fifty dollar glasses, get it. I and he get was like, it. "These, these aren't worth anything." And so I, I thought I had hacked the world, which I had, and I was like, "I'll take them all," you know. And then I had all these, but they're not. But they were nuts, you know. They were octagonal and all these things. He put them in this case for a reason, which was <laughs> nobody wants these anymore. 
and nobody wanted them then. <laughs> to, keep, to keep them from infecting the other glasses. Yeah, right. Like yeah. this is this is supposed to be a case of whimsy. Yeah. And you are putting these together with army pants and thinking right, that Right, it's, it's one thing to wear like John Fluvog shoes and then it's another mm. thing to wear like full on clown shoes. Clown shoes. And that I was takes, never, that takes commitment. See, but even that stuff, there was always a burlesque element that was happening of people wearing kooky stuff, but they were yeah. like burlesque. They were into they had nipple clamps or something. Oh. But I was but I was over here like, oh no, this is, you know, like I'm going skiing. Mm-hmm. But hmm. I'm going skiing before the wars. Oh. Oh boy, I see. I see. It's a little bit of a Doctor Who yeah. type situation. Oh, you do dress mm. a little bit like you. You could be a doctor if you had one main look, especially like an '80s doctor. Like you, you could, you could pull. I was watching Apocalypse Now the other night, yes. and I, yes. I was just thinking, God damn, man, Harrison Ford, that guy really had a run. And I'm watching the wonderful scene yes. in the trailer where they're giving him the shrimp, and he's not doing well. And and I was just saying, man, look at check check out fucking Harrison Ford because I, lo- mm. I love that. He's I just love standing that. in the background. He's standing in the back, and then you got the one guy. Oh, talk about bangs, dude! What about the extreme prejudice guy? That guy has crazy short bangs. Yes, and, and penetrating yes. eyes. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, but you know, the Harrison like- Ford's glasses are so boss. And then I realized I like the whole package. I also like I like his his uh, fatigues with the giant ass pockets, like he got in the '60s. Maybe yeah. you should pick. Well, no, I was going to say you should pick somebody as sort of a model and lean into that. But then you're just doing cosplay, I suppose. Well, and also, I mean, you've got your George George Clooney's and your Harrison Ford's. George yeah. Clooney came out the other day saying he uses a Floby. That's he and says has a lot years. of things. I don't know about yeah. that. But the thing is, those guys are just handsome. You know, like those guys. Sure, Harrison sure. Ford could wear could wear <laughs> every outfit I've worn for the last uh, thirty years, and people would be like, "I wonder what's going on with him." But they wouldn't say that guy looks like a dork. They would uh-huh. say, it "Looks like yeah, fucking looks- George Clooney." <laughs> Yeah, he looks like George Clooney, yeah. except like like a character in Blade Runner. And I, maybe the whole time I've been thinking, <clears throat> I'm one of the people in the street scenes in Blade Runner. Oh, I get like, it. Which you know, oh who's my wearing god, like a Devo helmet, but some Run DMC glasses, and <laughs> make you your know, eyes. And he's and he's, and he's and he's got a jacket made out of tennis rackets. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Keeps. You can learn more about Keeps right now by visiting keeps.com slash supertrain. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription, but now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments can take up to four to six months or more to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps' treatments start at just $10 per month, plus for a limited time, you can get your first month free. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash supertrain to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Keeps for supporting Roderick on the line. 
and all the great shows. I always think, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's anybody in that movie that I feel, I, what's, uh, what's his name? Um, you know, E.B. Farnham. Um, mm, uh, home right. Again, Home Again, Jiggity Jig. What's, uh, yeah. what's his name? What uh, is- he has let- letters. Oh, uh, JB. Um, Welcome home, JB. Uh, stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. JB Puff stuff. Now he's he's got a cool. He's wearing a helmet like a Fred Flintstone character would wear. Where it turns out it's actually a turtle. The turtle goes, "It's a living," but he's also <laughs> made all those friends. And Daryl Hannah obviously likes what he's cooking up. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. sure. Got, I make your he's eyes. Got a, uh, yeah. He's got a jacket made out of one of those uh, <laughs> one of those collapsible tubes that little kids like to play with. <laughs> you know, like. It's like a slinky, except it's got fabric uh-huh. o- uh, around it. Yes. But the problem was that I was at the, cr- I was dressed like that, but I was at the Crocodile Cafe and everybody else was in REM. <laughs> and okay. so I don't, huh. uh, so the, the, so anyway, the long, the long and the short of it is that I have a kind of dysmorphia where when I look at myself, I'm like, ugh. But I believe that I am cool. Like, there's another voice in my head that's like, don't worry about it. Like, you look dumb, but don't worry about it because it's super cool, actually. Right. And then I go out in the world and people are like, what's the deal? What, what's the deal with the guy that's wearing like three sleeping bags? <laughs> and, the other, and the other person says, uh-huh. he's in a band. Uh-huh. And they go, huh, okay. <laughs> what does the band sound like? Does it sound like? Does it sound like early talking heads through craft work? And the answer is no, it's just an indie pop band. Mm-hmm. It's like it's strummy guitars. Oh, and, like if you were doing uh, a highlights magazine and on this side you got John Darnielle, you got uh you got Carl Newman, you got you got John Rod, and then you got you have to draw the line across to what kind of band that they're in. So the, this question then becomes: I think you would be it would be assumed that you're either in a German band or something that or something uh, something that the Elfman Brothers aren't doing anymore. Yes, right now, you, now you could be in instance, like you could be in like you would be the Pete Best of Boingo Boingo. Like you weren't there for the no, nothing bad ever happens to me era. You were in a much earlier time, maybe a Forbidden Zone era, and, and you played or or like, you know what? Oh shit, dog split ends, early split ends, old split ends. Were they dressed I, like marionettes? Exactly. Although, although the guys in Split Ends were not unattractive, really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm N- saying Neil, if- Neil, Neil was cool early on. I think. I think um, they're short. Those guys are short. Are they short? Is that a New Zealand I, thing? If you know, I think they're short. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They, they they live on plantains. Huh. But the but the the thing is that if Missy Elliott, if her music sounded like Destiny's Child, you would go what? Oh, yeah. it doesn't. She's wearing garbage bags, but she's but it. The, but she's singing like about uh, pay my bills, pay my automobiles. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. It's not. It's not going to. It's not. No one would flip it, Missy let alone Elliot. reverse it. Yeah. Yeah. Millie, Missy Elliott sounds like Missy Elliott, and she looks like Missy Elliott. She sure does. That's the problem. That's I interesting. Miles Davis looks like Miles like Davis. How I sound. Yeah. Miles Davis looks like he sounds like Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's it. Colin Malloy. Colin uh. Malloy looks like he sounds like Colin Malloy, and uh. depending. You know, sometimes you he was wearing a sometimes he's wearing a circus tent. I think he looks like he, the guy who hooks up the cable TV for Colin Malloy a little bit. No, 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 no. He's always got Sorry, that, was always that was gauche. That was gauche. I apologize. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I think the, De- the Decemberists look like they sound like the Decemberists. Yeah, the, 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 the nice girl that I like. Uh, what's your name? You know, the, not Jenny. What's her name? The really the nice lady. You Jenny. got Chris. Chris, I, I bonded with Chris a little bit at the merch table Chris one night. He's, he's, he's delightful. Guy. 
Yeah. He's good. When I first met, oh, this is interesting. When I first met Chris, the first time we played with the Decemberists, it, w- it was in a club that uh, it was called the Blackbird in Portland. Mm-hmm. And it probably had a capacity, if you counted the people who were act- actually standing on the stage with you, it <laughs> had a capacity of fewer than 100 people. Intimate. And Chris was brand new in the Decemberists at the time. And he dressed hip hop. What? He dressed hip hop because he was coming. I think of out him of as a hip- as a hat guy, not a hip hop. He guy. was, he was, but the hat he was wearing was like a baseball hat on sideways that oh, said something like uh, it's it said Stussy on it. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. He uh-huh. he looked like he, but it said Stussy and rhinestones. Oh, like he was. Oh dear, hip hop. Sounds he, like, and, like oh, what they call England. They call it. They call him a shav. Or they, they call it a uh, yeah. like an asbo. Yeah, he looked like a little bit of a shav, uh-huh. and and it was there was an incongruity to him as part of their look, and weirdly, <laughs> really a pirate at all. No, and yeah. and throughout our now what, uh, twenty years we've known each other, the Decemberists and I. Wow, I have always somewhat suspected. Or waiting, waiting for uh, Chris Funk to put down his mandolin, step forward, and all of a sudden they wheel out two turntables, and he's like, <laughs> like, yeah. But the rest of them, I was standing at the cafe, or the not the cafe, I was standing at the Paradiso in Amsterdam one time, and I and a very pretty Dutch girl who's a little drunk came up to me and said, "I know who you are," hmm. and. It was at a show that was, it was an American band, some big band. And we were playing, I was in Amsterdam because we were playing the night before the night after. And I said, I don't think you do know who I am. And she said, I know exactly who you are. And I'm a big fan. Hmm. And I was like, I suspect that you think I'm someone else because typically in the Netherlands, our fans look like they work in Den Haag as like prosecutors for the European court. <laughs> they do not look like hmm. you, like super cute Dutch girl who is at an indie rock show. Sure. Now, she never said who she thought I was because we yeah, played. Yeah, I have a feeling she's run this scam before. She, we were playing a game and okay. it okay. was the, uh, it was the, I'm I'm going to walk up to you and speak English is the first game. So I know that you're not – I can tell you're not Dutch. You're an American and you're in a band and yeah. I know who you are. Okay. But what when I caught my reflection in the mirror, I thought, oh, she thinks I'm Colin Malloy. Oh, now, boy. I'm a – I am not Colin Malloy. I'm a foot taller than Colin Malloy. And also I was wearing uh, medieval armor at the time. But I did <laughs> look like in that moment Colin Malloy because that was the era where Colin and Ben Gibbard and all those guys were trying to look like me when I was cool. Uh, huh. But I was so seldom cool. But I, I would hit – there were just some moments where it was just like, oh, that's the look now? That okay, doesn't seem fair at all. Well, I mean, it's not because you, they took those you, you looks. You plowed that field. That. You should yes. get to collect the fruits. 
Yeah, but then they were that look all the time. And oh, so then geez. it becomes the Colin Malloy look. And it's like, no, that's not the Colin Malloy look. But she thought it was Colin Malloy. And and I felt like, oh, sure. Those are Decemberists fans everywhere you go in the world. Right. Just to be clear, you were opening for them on this tour. No, we never opened for them in Europe. Oh. It was another. That oh, was well, that, then that's very strange. Well, yeah, that's the thing. There was a time hmm. when, if you looked at the at the at the bill for the month at the Paradiso in Amsterdam, it was like banned from Portland, banned from Seattle, banned hmm. from Portland, banned from Brooklyn, banned from you know, and it was just like uh, there were so many indie rock bands. It was it was a time when it was very popular in Europe. That sound. Hmm. And uh, it was, as as uh, John Flansburg called it, uh, treble kick in indie rock, <laughs> which is a sound that you like. You like it also. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I I found a somebody. Uh, uh, well, actually, it's apropos of nothing, but I, I do want to share this with you. Um, I was going on about something having to do with uh, Southern jangle rock, and somebody sent this amazing compilation of the most jangly jangle rock bands from the mid eighties you've ever heard. It would like, it's so jangly. It's too much, almost too much jangle. Too jangly. It's, it's almost like, well, what's on? <laughs> pretty persuasion. Like imagine the pretty, like that pretty persuasion ish. Yes. Yeah. So I, jangly. Yeah. But to answer your question. Yes. I love treble kicking yes. indie rock. Indie rock. Treble kicking indie rock. Love it. You know, REM claimed they'd never heard the Beatles. Well, Okay. Huh, that's interesting. So they never would have gotten thrown out of the Sex Pistols. Good for them. No, for sure. sure. Okay. Well, then they wouldn't have Poor had Glenn to Matt come Sample. He got a raw deal. I, whew, boy, did he ever. They treated him terribly. And uh, We were you know, watching we Mank. We were, well, this is a very long walk off a short golf course, but the other night uh, we were watching Mank, and uh, I said to my kid, you recognize that guy? And, and she said, no, I said, I said, that's, that's Snape from Harry Potter. And then they all said, no, that's not Snape. Snape is played by somebody else. That's played by Alan. She said, that's Alan Rickman. And I said, no, sorry. The other guy, so, not Severus, whatever the, the fuck the, the, is it the, the wolf, uh, not the wolf yeah. man. And, and so I'm Schmetter. going around. I'm like, you know, the one guy, yeah, you know, the, the, uh, the guy from, uh, you know, Bellatrix Lestrange's. And so then I got a, I got to pop up lots of screens from things, including I pop up the trailer for Sid and Nancy. Oh, yes. You know? And, and there also he in is. Mank, he, he has very similar hair in Mank to the hair that he has in The Fifth Element, which I think is fun. But uh, So we, we yeah. put on Mank because everybody was talking about it on Twitter. My sister was here. And my sister it. has very different it. tastes than I do. And the, and Mank came up and she the first thing she said was, is this movie in black and white? And then, <laughs> and then there was a title card uh -huh. that said something about Netflix International Pictures shot yeah, in high definition. The, yeah. Screenwriting for uh, for – uh, the the uh, the movie the Orson Welles movie about uh, about the Hearst guy, mm -hmm. and she was like, I can't watch this. Oh, and I said, Well, everybody's talking about it on Twitter, and she was like, No, 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 no. This is one of these movies that you and your friends like, oh, where 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 you don't laugh, you just chuckle at references. And you, you chuckle and, and you said, say that that was humorous. You say that was that was humorous. Oh, yeah. that was droll. And she was like, I <laughs> do not like droll. Mm -hmm. And I want a movie that is fun. And yes. so I actually had to turn it off because uh, because I was getting so much pushback. Okay. She was like, I know, I know, I know who your friends are and what they what they talk about on Twitter. And it isn't gonna be Mank tonight for us. Um and so then I forced her to watch Goodbye Girl. And she was really? like Really? 
she was like, this um, is just Richard Dreyfus, Marsha Mason. Yeah. Never she seen was like, this is Never just divorce it. porn from the seventies. And I was like, yeah, well, that's what you get. If you don't want to watch, yeah. if you don't, you know, what you get is Fleetwood Mac, but a movie. <laughs> you don't get upset. <laughs> you don't, you don't get upset. Uh huh. I'm not sure why I brought all that up except to say something about Mank. Oh, punk rock. Oh. Go Glenn Matlock, Glenn Matlock. Glenn and then Matlock. I showed him the Bill Grundy. I showed her the Bill Grundy uh, interview, which is, I believe, yeah, when Glenn was still in the band. And I'm not sure yeah, I totally that's... believe he got thrown out for liking the Beatles, but that's the kind of thing that an idiot like Johnny Rotten would say. Yeah, they were idiots. No, he got <sighs> thrown out because he wanted to wake up in the morning. Um, <laughs> I'd like to live, John. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just that's just the not. Yeah, yeah that's not that's not that great. The, the the problem with the long winters, and I remember this from the time. Did I take you off Dutch? You were on Dutch, no, no, and the cute no, girl no, who was, thought. That was did a you long, ever? Long did, were you able to verify that indeed that Colin Malloy is is who she thought you were, or is that no. just your hunch? No, no, no. Okay, that was just my hunch because okay. at that moment I looked at Colin Malloy, but most of the time I didn't. Most of the time, the long winters looked like, ah, like a like a Rush cover band that never, ever played a show, <laughs> fronted by, uh, yeah, fronted by J J J P from uh from Blade Runner. Except oh yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, what's the Jr. Jr. Sebastian? Was that it? Jr. Sebastian. That would be so cute. And they call themselves Hemispheres. Yeah, exactly. Except J.R. Sebastian had uh, had the personality of Penn from Penn and Teller. Like the the band had no cohesion of theme. <laughs> that sounds awful. Sounds I gotta be terrible, honest with you. Right? It doesn't sound good. No, it sounds uh -huh. terrible. And, <laughs> that's, and that's but you, what you it get was. on stage, and that's immediately what everybody's thinking. Everybody's and, thinking this looks like the robot guy from Blade Runner, but he, he's like that 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 that, that tall libertarian. Exactly. Exactly. And what we should have looked like is Dexy's Midnight Runner. Oh, right? oh, oh, oh there's still time. Like there's still time. No, if we had all gotten on, on stage and it was like, oh, and this is the guy with the beret and he's wearing a, a dirty white T-shirt and they all have overalls on. And there's so many accordions. That would have made perfect sense I would for us. For what it's worth, I would be in that band and I would play a girl. I would be happy to cosplay a girl from Dexy. Right. I watched the performance of uh, Ted Leo doing Come On Eileen, and everybody was in a costume and doing a thing. It was fun. I think you you could really. I mean, so you're you resistant to that? You you don't want to go full full Roland? Well, I can't. I can't. Okay. I could. That's the thing. I could for one day. Okay. I've had many days where I walked out of the house looking like Dexy's Midnight Runners, but then I went to then I went to band practice, and everybody else in the band looked like they work at GameStop. <laughs> oh God! Poor old Johnny Ray. Sounded uh, sad. Poor old 